This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Today's show's theme, Amazing Dogs invading aliens and a pair of talented filmmakers buckle up listeners as our guests today take your imagination and your heart for quite a ride please give pause and applause to our special guest oscar winning producer glenn zipper and award-winning filmmaker elaine mungen Woo! welcome to the show glenn and elaine how are you Thank guys doing you. <laughs> we're happy to be here all right Hey, listeners, Glenn and Elaine teamed up to write a must-get new book for young adults. It's called Devastation Class, which kind of sounds like most classes today during the pandemic. And it stars uh, seven cadets, and they're attempting to save Earth from an annihilation force of invading aliens. And yes, our show will also spotlight all things D-O-G. Discover just how we're going to figure out aliens and dogs in the mix after we take this commercial break. So, you know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hey, howdy, everybody. It's Arden Moore here. Do you want a cat litter that absorbs odor-causing wetness like uh, a parched desert cactus? Well, Arm & Hammer's got a litter for you and your cat. New Absorbex with desert dry minerals. Wetness in the litter box, it disappears like a Texas raindrop on a hot tin roof. Odor? Adios. It's lightweight. It's lightning fast. It absorbs odor. It is desert dry cat litter. And guess what? You can get $4 off by just going to armandhammer.com slash bounty. New Absorbex from Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Me wow. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We have two mega talents as our guests today. First, let's give a big pause up to Oscar-winning Glenn Zipper. He produced the Netflix hit series, Dogs. And joining him is award-winning filmmaker Elaine Mungen, who wrote and directed the short films Good Morning for Warner Brothers. Now, their resume is a lot fuller than I just mentioned. But together, they're back as a duo. They just wrote a new science fiction book. It's aimed at young adults. It's called Devastation Class. And there's already talk of making it into a movie. 
So we have two great guests today and two great topics, aliens and dogs. First of all, I want to give a proper hello to both of you. Elaine, did you ever think you'd be on a radio show where they talked about dogs and aliens? Never, ever, ever. <laughs> well, it's your lucky day. Better buy that lotto ticket, okay? Super and, happy to be here. <laughs> and you're in, you're in LA right now, right? I sure am. Okay. And how about you, Glenn? You've done a lot. Your resume is quite full. He used to be a legal beagle, guys. He was an attorney and he's a producer and there's a whole big resume we'll get into. But uh, what are your thoughts about talking about dogs and aliens? I'm waiting for this moment my whole life. When I was seven years old, I said, one day. I'm one day. Take, this I'm Arden gonna... Moore. I don't know where that name came from. It just it popped, popped in my head. head. It was cosmic. And I said, yeah. Arden, Arden Moore, aliens, dogs. At some point, I was hoping for some point in my 30s to accomplish this, but it, I'm in my 40s now. So, you know, it's sort of like silver medal. All right. Well, this is a show on Pet Life Radio. So I want to dive in first, though, with aliens, and then we're going to get into dogs because we've got good news on all fronts. This is an amazing, talented duo, Elaine and Glenn. And so you've worked together in the past. You were together in the past, and now you are working together nicely, playing nicely together. So I'll tee it up with Elaine first. What said to you, I want to talk to my ex about writing a book. Wow. <laughs> I love that you're laughing about that. Um, well, life is, you know, pre precious. Every day is a gift. <laughs> this is, true. Yeah, this is true. We actually started working on it when we were together. Oh, okay. Um, in fact, on our very first date, what started out as a, you know, a casual drink meeting for the first time turned into watching a marathon of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, really? I love that series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we totally bonded over our love of all things genre and specifically sci-fi and just discovered that we were both total nerds. And um, shortly nerds, after... Nerds need love too. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And uh, a little while later, once we were officially in a relationship, we started kind of talking about collaborating on something together. And the first idea that came to mind was doing something with kids in space. I love so that. That's how it all started. And Glenn, well, do you have anything well, to add to that? Yeah, let's get uh, Glenn on this. I like that you're talking about being proud to be nerds. I think the world needs more nerds because nerds make things happen. And I like the fact that you're looking at people that, that, is this tweeners? What age group, Glenn, is the book aimed at? But every age can read our, it. Yeah, our main characters are around 17 and 18 years old. Okay. When we wrote the book, you know, we wanted it to appeal to, you know, teenagers about that age, a bit younger, but also adults. We didn't want to write anything that we wouldn't have wanted to read. I get you. So Devastation Class. I mean, you picked this title well before anybody knew what COVID-19 was. Mm -hmm. There is something interesting about that. And I think most people are so cooped up, staying in place. They want to just get out around the block, but you're going to take them on a ride in space. So tell us a little bit about the plot. Right. So we have a, a group of seven elite military cadets who are on board this ship called the UAS California. And okay. there's also about 70 some odd civilian students that are on that ship. And the story takes place after the end of an intergalactic war. And so now it's supposed to be peacetime. And these cadets and these students are on this ship for a mission of science and learning. But it wouldn't be a rollicking YA science space opera adventure if something bad didn't happen. And the bad guys return. There's an alien reinvasion. And these young men and women believe, particularly the cadets, that if they don't take control of the ship, everybody's going to die. So they actually have to mutiny, 
take over the ship, instantly transforming them, tra- transforming themselves into criminals and pariahs. Well, but, that's a couple steps above aliens. Yes, you know. yes yeah. exactly. Right. And um, and so they have to make a really difficult decision in order to you know do what they think is right, which you know Elaine and I have been talking about a lot lately because we're sort of in the same position today in our world where yes. there's so much that we're fighting for. There's so much that we need to do and say we have to have our voices heard. But in many cases, in order to mm-hmm. do so, you may have to break a rule or you may even have to break a law. And there's a moral quandary there. When does the means justify the ends? So do you want to add anything to it, Elaine? And we are not going to do spoiler alerts. This is not the purpose of this. But I mean, how do you think this relates to what's happening now? And why do you think it's a good escape for kids and young adults to dive into Devastation Class, the book, soon to be a movie? Okay. See what I did? I just implanted that. Okay. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, there's definitely a certain aspect in terms of the, you know, people diving into the book, there's definitely a certain aspect of escapism because you're in a world that's completely unknown to where we are now. However, there are some parallels and some similarities. You're literally, you know, these kids are on a ship battling an unseen enemy for a large portion of the book. And that is kind of a parallel with how we're we're dealing with COVID right now. They're on a Zoom ship on Earth here, and you've got the alien ship, but they are fighting a formidable foe, right? And I hope they, I hope they make it, but I can't I can't tell you guys I haven't finished the book so. And they're also know. you know cooped <laughs> up together, and they're really yeah. they, they can't leave. And there's actually people on the ship with them who are trying to sabotage them, right? So you know you could draw a parallel to what's happening today, where you have people who believe that we have to conduct our behavior in a certain way in order to survive this pandemic, yeah. and then there yeah. are other people who think it's a hoax. And or just don't believe that certain measures needed to be taken or they think they're too extreme. And those two forces are battling against one another on the inside. While outside, there's something much more serious that can kill us all. Wow. See, and usually this show, it doesn't talk. We're usually nonpartisan, but um, we just, you know, I like that you guys dove into the parallels of today, but we do need good escapes. And this is called Devastation Class. Now, can you talk a little bit about, you've piqued uh, interest about making this into a movie and hey, listeners, uh, just just Google Glenn Zipper and Elaine Mungen, M-O-N-G-E-O-N. Um, they've done a few things, everything from uh, like Magic, Mike. I mean, you've got a whole resume of everything. So I want to ask you guys, is it, are you guys getting close to having a, a movie deal? Yeah, well, we're having those discussions now. And okay. Can we or, use good O Behave Pet Life Radio Karma to make it happen? I would love that. <laughs> yes, I would love please. Because I'm such an influencer in Tinseltown. They just, you know, they're like, yeah, that's Arden. Yeah, listen to her. Mm-hmm. I, wish, I wish I could use your name to get a reservation in a restaurant right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, you know, going through the drive through at McDonald's, it might, I might have some clout. Yeah, right. go for it. <laughs> but yeah, I wish you well because I think it would be a good visual too, as well as uh, using your imagination with each page turn. And you guys know a little bit about making movies. I'm going to start with Glenn first because I promised you listeners, we're going to also talk about dogs. And both of these have a near and dear beloved heart dog who's now up there looking after you guys. We're going to tease you because we got to take a commercial break. So I want everybody to sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. OBA will be back in a flash. 
right after these messages. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here. Welcome to Fall and Winter. Now, this is a great time to take your dog on a hike in the woods, maybe go on a camping trip or a road trip. But just like us, changes in weather can actually impact the skin and ears of our dogs and cats. So if you got a pet who's scratching his ears, chewing on his coat or rolling in mud, help is here. Zymox. For inflamed and itchy paws and coats, you can use the Zymox topical spray. For itchy and irritated ear issues, you can use Zymox enzymatic ear solution. And for baths, you can treat your dog or cat to Zymox shampoo and conditioners. Now, Zymox has been your pet's safe and trusted health ally for 20 plus years. So you can pick up Zymox at your veterinary clinic, most pet specialty stores, and online. To learn more, just visit Zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X. Do it for your pet. Hey, pause up, everyone. This is Arden Moore, your host on the OB Hey Show. I am so happy to yap about a new product my dog Kona got. It's called Pet Treater. Pet Treater? What's Pet Treater? It's a gift box. And it has lots of cool things like interactive toys and all-natural treats and yummy, yummy, yummy other surprises. Kona is my terrier mix, as you guys know. I call her Ice Cream Kona. And when that box came, she was just tail wagging and grinning from ear to ear. And it isn't just for dogs. If you got a cat or other kinds of pets roaming around your house, please check out Pet Treater because they'll tailor make a box for your pet. And they take into things like, uh, does your dog or cat have any allergies? Is it a big dog or is it a little dog? So all it costs is a subscription starting as low as $15. And you and your cool pets will get to unbox new surprises month after month. And if you're good with the camera and you're proud of your pet, you can also connect with other animal lovers on the Pet Treater site. How easy. Just go to PetTreater.com. This is important. Use the coupon code OBEHAVE. And guess what? You're going to get 50% off the first month of your subscription. Go to PetTreater.com and use the coupon code OBEHAVE and you're going to save ka-ching. Well, that's it for me. Kona's looking at me in the Pet Treater box. She wants to dive into some of these goodies. Pause up. Want to know who the latest trendsetters are in Hollywood? How about Irish setters? Find out who's been spotted with Spot, chowing with their chow, and shopping for Gucci with their Poochie. Get, get the scoop on all the latest celebrity pet patter right here. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi there, I'm Kate Walton. I hope you're going to tune in and listen to OB Hayes on Pet Life Radio with Arden Moore because she's a delight. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OB Hayes. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the OB Hayes Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We have not one but two great guests. Today, we have filmmaker Elaine Mungen and her Oscar-winning producer, Glenn Zipper. Together, they've teamed up on this great book. It's called Devastation Class. It's aimed at, uh, you know, teenagers and young adults, but anybody, 
can read it. And we're talking, it's got a lot of action. It's got a lot of different subplots that will make your brain think, which is really good. But we need to learn a little bit about Glenn and Elaine, if we could. And I think the one connection, if it's okay to talk about, is this amazing dog named Anthony that I'm going to start with you, Glenn. Basically, you were this legal beagle hotshot attorney and a skinny dog showed up in your life. Tell us a little bit about that, and we'll segue into Elaine's role. Of course. Well, yeah, I was a criminal prosecutor. Uh, I, Just check my record. I'm good. I'm good. You empty your pocket. <laughs> the, uh, I was at the time living in um, Jersey City, New Jersey, and I was an assistant prosecutor in um, Hudson County. And I was actually pretty unhappy. It was not a job that brought me any joy. I, you know, it's, it's no secret. A lot of people, so you, some might think I'm opening up for the first time on your show, but um, most people who know me know this, is that I came from a family where my grandfather was in prison for many years, and then my dad was in prison. So I wanted to make sure that I didn't succumb to the same destiny. So I went to law school, and then I thought I would fight crime. Good. And then once you become a criminal prosecutor, you realize that sometimes the system really isn't set up to help people. You know, it's more set up to take people off the street and warehouse them, but not rehabilitate them. We don't need to have a political conversation about that, but it wasn't something that brought me any joy. And so I was going through my days, sort of sleepwalking through my days and not particularly happy. And one day I was coming home from work and I encountered these kids on the street who had the stray pit bull puppy, this okay. tiny little thing. So he had, you know, mange, so all his hair had fallen out and you could see his ribs. I went over to the kids and said, what are you doing with this dog? And they said, well, our uncle had him and he was abusing him. So we took him and, but we don't have money to take him to the vet. And I said, well, why don't you give me the dog and I'll take it to the vet, but I'm not going to bring him back to you. I'll, I'll find him a home. And they said, okay, can we keep the dog for one more night? And I said, sure. And so I went to pick up the dog in the morning. It turns out mom drove the dog out to a junkyard and let him go in the middle of the night. And so I went out and tried to find the puppy, couldn't find him. And I started calling around and miraculously someone had picked up the dog and brought him to an animal shelter. And uh, I was on the phone with the animal shelter and I said, okay, so the dog's going to be okay. And they said, what do you mean? And I said, well, the puppy, it's a puppy. It's a beautiful puppy. I mean, it yeah. might be sick, but what's, you know, I'm sure it'll be okay now. And they said, no, we'll give it. It's three days. Now I had no experience with animal rescue at that point in my life. So I said, what do you mean? What three days? And they said, we'll give it three days and then we're going to have to put it down. And I, said, I ran over to the ran over to the animal shelter to be the dog's death row advocate. Yeah, he's, a, he's an attorney. <laughs> and, uh, and they very patiently listened to me. And then they took me into the back and they showed me the floor to ceiling cages filled with, with all these dogs. And they said, sir, we don't want to put any of these dogs to sleep. It's basically a math problem. We've got no space. One comes in, one's got to go. Right. And this is the self-serving part of the story. I, I think that was like a Friday and Monday I turned in my badge and then went to volunteer at the animal shelter. And I said, my only job is going to be finding these dogs homes. Wow. And started a volunteer program. We started to find you know, all the dogs' homes. And the one dog that I couldn't find a home for turned out to be that little dog whose name was Anthony. Did you I, give him that name or was that the name they gave him? Kids on the street, they were calling him Anthony. And uh, I never got a chance to ask them why they named him Anthony, but I never thought twice about it because it just seemed so perfect for him. And, you know, when we loved him, he was Tony. And when he was in trouble, he was Anthony. Yeah, kind of like us as kids. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And uh, he turned out to be like a very difficult dog, you know, and he had seen some rough days. So that made sense. But because no one else wanted him, I took him. I didn't know Elaine yet. But almost immediately in doing that work at the animal shelter was the first time in a really long time that I was happy. And I said to myself, huh, 
I want to feel this way for the rest of my life. And how am I going to do that? And I said, well, I always wanted to tell stories. So put Anthony in my truck. We drove from Jersey to LA. Foolishly, I thought like I'd take a few meetings and get a job. That oh, that's how it happens. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> eventually one producer did take pity on me and gave me a job and uh, taught me how to make documentaries. And then one day a film came in that that producer that I was working for didn't want to make. So I raised the money for that film. What was it? Do you remember? Called Undefeated. Oh, okay. And, you know, two years later, I was standing on stage at the Oscars winning the Oscar for Best Documentary for that film. And by that time, Elaine and I were together. And I still remember when everyone else went out and, and partied until five in the morning. Elaine and I went home because we had to walk Anthony. It's called Four Legs uh, Kegel. You know, you don't want to uh, mess with that. So you yeah. meet this dude with this cool pit named Anthony. What's your experience? What was your takeaway? What did Anthony help you become? Well, I should start the story by saying I meet this guy with this dog and <laughs> Anthony was quite house protective. Oh, um, So he didn't like me very much at the beginning. And we had a little bit of a rough start. We, we sort of had we were making progress and I was feeling much more comfortable with him. And then he, one day I tried to feed him an almond, I remember, and he tried to scare me kind of terribly. And so Glenn had to grab him. But, you know, after that moment, we really started trying harder and got to a place where we were friends. And then we got to a place where we loved each other immensely where nice, you know, nice. where and then when Glenn and I moved in together you know Anthony was my pal like he would literally <laughs> I'd be watching TV this is a how much did you weigh 65 pounds yeah. yeah 65 pound dog I'd be watching TV he would literally get up and come and sit in my lap <laughs> to watch television with me like he was a super loving and cuddly guy and well, you get love from a dog and it's genuine and there's no game playing. I'm laughing because I can see you on this couch. As you saw, you guys, this is radio, so use your imagination. I'm in my tiny house, Ard's Den in the backyard, and I never get to sit in my food time because it's usually occupied by 90-pound Bujo, 35-pound Kona, <laughs> and 9-pound Emma. And when it, I didn't bring my cats, so we have two orange tabbies named uh, Rusty and Casey, I get to watch TV in my backyard office on a chair. <laughs> and by the way, I should tell you that I'm also very much a cat lover and my gateway, oh, cool. my gateway animal is cats. I started with cats. I was a single guy with three cats in law school. So oh man, real men love cats though. Come yeah, on, yeah, come yeah. on. Now Mark, our producer loves cats. He's got cats and dogs too. So kudos yeah, yeah. And uh, I start I started with cats too. I had cats growing up. In fact I had this awesome mother daughter team that was just so awesome. The mom would even when they were like in their old age, the mom would like insist on bathing the daughter, even though they were like grannies. Well, yeah, I think you know, we get a lot of life lessons. So we can go through some of your shows and all that that you've produced or written, but people need to know the connection and I if I may, Glenn. Netflix, that six-part series, Dogs, and it took people all over the world from Korea to New York City. It Was it 2018 or 2019? I can't remember when it started. 2018. So tell us a little bit about that and the good news in this COVID time about people who really love that uh, docuseries, Dogs. Well, yeah, that, Dogs is, I've worked on a lot of stuff over my yeah. career, <laughs> but Dogs was truly my passion project. You know, there's everyone who's listening to your show 
and has a relationship you know, with the dog or has had in their life a relationship with a the dog, there's a story there. It's not just a relationship. It's a journey that you take together. And there's so many of these stories out there in the world. And there's some that are just truly remarkable and deeply emotional and inspirational. And it just seemed like such an obvious idea to me. Why do we not have a documentary series about those stories? Not sort of the Nat Geo sort of nothing. We, right. we, love, we love Nat Geo and, there's, you know, and, and we love Animal Planet. You know, but a lot of those are sort of somewhat pedantic or academic where they're like, this is why a dog wags its tail. This is why a dog pants. <laughs> well, you know why dogs pants? That's what dogs do that men step in, pants. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Okay, don't. So with my partner on that show, Amy Berg, we pitched the, the show to Netflix. And I think it was like the fastest green light I've ever had in my life. Wow, wow. Uh, and then we started searching the world for those stories, you know, and it was really hard to make those decisions. There's so many great stories out there. And we just had six episodes and we did go all over the world and told stories from all over the world. And I've never had a response to anything I've worked on, like the response I had to dogs. And, you know, overnight, like I suddenly became sort of the dog guy. <laughs> Anyone who works in, in a creative medium always worries about being like typecast as something. And so yeah. for a minute, I was like, oh, golly, are people just going to only expect, am I like the dog guy now? And then some people much smarter than me said, Glenn, if that is your fate, if people see you as the dog guy, that's not so bad. And no. I said, you know what? you're right. And so in the spirit of that, um, the good news is uh, we're almost done with production on season two of Dogs. That should be hitting people's eyeballs in early 2021. And I'm, I think we'll that, have you, we'll have you back on in 2021. Yeah, okay. But dogs, it. it's on Netflix and you guys, the first series, the first six episodes, I'm doing my little homework here. We're Syria. You went to Japan, United States, let's see, Costa Rica, Italy. I mean, there's some amazing stories with uh, dogs, you know, a husky mix. I love the husky story and Bravo Zeus. That's a really good one. Scissors down, which is, pretty, it's kind of like, you know, behind the scenes of people that do professional dog grooming, which I have three different dogs of three different body hair types. And I'm sorry, I don't trust myself with scissors near them. So I have Omar, my groomer, who, who does well. But you you got a good mix. And like you said, and with apologies to Nat Geo, because they come on our show a lot. Yeah, this is real. This is real situation. This isn't, oh, what a happy ending. Exactly. Right? Yes, I think you're exactly right. And, you know, the funny thing was, uh, we we were looking at the initial response when the show came out, and there was just like a stunning how many people were watching it. And suddenly there was this drop off. And we're like, what? Why are wait? What's happening? And we realized that there were people who wanted to watch it but were afraid they were going to see dogs get hurt or die. So oh. Netflix actually Netflix actually actually had to send out a tweet and say, <laughs> "No dogs die. There are no no dogs die in any episode of Dogs season one." And, and spoiler, I will give a spoiler, no dogs die in season two either. So, Thank goodness. And, so, and no producers or anything. I, 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 there's a couple of <laughs> producers that I've worked with that I may want to kill, but <laughs> so far there's still a lot. And once people were assured that um, they didn't have to worry about the numbers went right back up. Okay. Any chance, because uh, there'd ever be a docuseries on CATs? You know, it's one of those things. Because I, I got a couple at my house you could do a documentary on. I have their agents call me. I, okay. I have to be very careful about sometimes when you're working on these things, you're not supposed to say things. I would just say if there is a cat thing sometime in the future, I wouldn't be surprised. All right. Because I just want you to know, I'm, I'm not on uh, mainstream TV, but every Wednesday night I host Meowie Hour on Facebook and Zoom. 
And it's to celebrate all cats through the Cat Fancier Association, Mutt Cats Purebreds. And I'm a licensed bartender. So at the end, I make a kitty cocktail. So we had the awesome alley cat cocktail last week and the week before the Moscow Mew. So I'm just saying, you might want to look into cats because they're starting to rise in popularity. I have so a feeling we'll be talking. About that. But I want to get back to Elaine too, because uh, you, you kind of, there's something about magic, Mike XXL. You want to tell us your connection? Sure, sure. Uh, I worked with the uh, team, uh, the creative team of Greg Jacobs and Steven Soderbergh for nine years. Nice. Soderbergh directed the first Magic Mike. Greg directed the second Magic Mike. And um, I was an assistant on the first one and an associate producer on the second one. And uh, that means that I got to uh, be on set every day and got to uh, look at some very attractive men take their shirts off every day. That's a hard job. That's a hard job. (laughs) Well, when you're not doing something like writing and directing, I understand you like to climb icy glaciers and take on the road with a vroom vroom bike. Tell us about that. This isn't a pedal bike either. No, no, no. Uh, I, uh, many moons ago, I learned to ride a motorcycle and for a little while I rode professionally for Kawasaki as a rider for their marketing uh, campaigns. And uh, still ride. In fact, yeah, very fun stuff. Still ride. I actually just got one of my bikes fixed a couple weeks ago because it had a gas leak. Um, And Glenn, actually, that's another thing we bonded over. Glenn is also a motorcycle rider. Are you guys Um, going down Mohalla Drive or where's your spots to go? That's a good spot to be precision motor racing. Yeah. Stay under the speed limit. I like to go. Uh, I like to go into the Angelus National Forest because I live on the the east side of town. Okay, so great All shot right. up too, which is kind of cool um, and really really pretty. So uh, has that been a good uh, escape for you during this pandemic? A little bit getting yes, away? yes, nice to do that. Definitely nice to do that. And what about you, uh, Glenn? What do you do to get away safely when you're not producing, writing, and and all that? What what's your escape? You know, I'm probably the other side of the spectrum. I ended up being somewhat, you know, bubble boy. I haven't done much. <laughs> okay, and bubble boys are good. I actually started because the gyms are closed out here as well. So right. I actually riding a, like a, a pedal bike. And then two months ago, I um, was going a bit too fast and I wiped out and I broke my ribs. And wow. uh, I do not recommend that. I always heard how painful that was. I didn't quite believe it. I now believe it. Wow. I'm sorry. I've been telling jokes all issue. You might be having a t- sore ribs, right? Oh, they've healed. They've okay. Healed. That's good. Yeah, that's good. good. So I want to just go through this and I'm not going to do justice to either of you, but in addition to teaming up for the book Devastation Class, it just came out and hopefully it's going to be a movie. Uh, Elaine Amungen is also, we talked about Magic Mike, but she did the short films Good Morning for Warner Brothers. Uh, tell us a little bit about that because that's that was a, a good little short film. Short films are really hard. You get, as a writer, writing tight is hard than to write a big, big tome, right? So you got to get true. to the plot and get people in, right? Very true. Very true. So Glenn and I actually had come up with the original concept, which was, which was quite a bit different from the final film many years before I made Good Morning. And then I was accepted into the, when I was still working with Greg and Steven, I was accepted into the Warner Brothers Emerging Film Directors Workshop, where they nice. picked nice. five filmmakers out of 5,000 applicants. Wow. Um, and the point of the program was to take a, a movie through the studio process on a micro level. So they allowed five of us to make short films. So uh, Good Morning actually 
we changed it. I, you know, Glenn and I were living together at the time and we were kind of spitballing on what it could, what my film submission could be. And I decided to, to alter the, the story to base it on my experience while I was caring for my dad when he was sick. And, um, and so I got to make, I got to direct for the first time this really cool short film on the Warner Brothers lot using consummate professionals, a lot of whom were people that I had worked with on the Greg and Steven movies. And so that was a really amazing experience. And nice. Glenn, Glenn was essentially a creative producer on the, on the movie as well. But unfortunately, just because of the setup of the program, I couldn't bring him on in an official capacity. Because I only do it for the credit and the glory. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we literally, we, you know, we were living together when I made it. And so there were, you know, it was like day in, day out kind of talking through. Yeah. But it's a, it's a process. Movie. Also, I wanted to say I, I was sniffing around your Facebook page, uh, Glenn. You need, I know you're not a big Facebook pager guy, but I did see that there's a correlation. And this is what ties this whole episode of OBHA together. And with the release of Devastation Class and the fact that you both love dogs and are trying to help that beautiful species out there, you just posted something that you're going to do with the Red Road Dogs Bulldog Rescue and some other things. So did I bring it all together, Glenn? You did. Now, the other thing is the book is dedicated to Anthony and our fathers. Mm-hmm. And we could talk forever about the, the inspirational effect that Anthony had in us, but his spirit is, is in that book. It's not dedicated to him just because we love him and we miss him. It's that his character, his spirit his tenacity, everything about him that we loved. There's inflections of it in almost every character in that book. And it just seemed like the right thing to do if we are lucky enough to have success with the book, to share that success with dogs. And so we've decided to donate a percentage of our profits to various animal rescue charities. And we're announcing, rolling them out one at a time and announcing them one at a time. But Road Dogs for, um, you know, Bulldogs is the first one that we announced. And And over the coming week or so, we'll be announcing some more. Now, you've got some canine celebrities pitching for you guys. Uh, tell us about uh, the Dougie from Queer Eye. Oh, yeah. Ollie, well, Bruley, sadly, the dog. Yeah, from, he's passed away. Passed away. But I developed, um, uh, I met uh, Bruley's mom through uh, Netflix. Actually, Netflix introduced me to her. Um, we were thinking about doing an episode of Dogs in season two. It didn't, didn't happen, but we might do an episode about her and her new dog in season three, if we're okay. fortunate have one, but her new dog is named Ollie. And Ollie is a stunning, beautiful bulldog. And uh, she posted uh, a picture of Ollie reading Devastation Class. And <laughs> Devastation. Not, not chewing on the corner? Come on. She was chewing on the corner. <laughs> but, but Ollie is a big celebrity. So if Ollie wants to chew on the corner of our book, he can chew on the corner of her book. But you head over to my Facebook page or my Instagram page, you can see a picture of Ollie chewing on the book. We'll get him a new one, you know. No, he likes it. It's got a spit on it. <laughs> That's fair. It's also true. So yes, we do. We do have some dog celebrities. There's also Jif Palm, who astoundingly has like over 10 million followers, has a copy of the book and posted about the book, and we were just tickled pink about that. And so, and wore the gift, the collar that we gifted both dogs. We gave them this beautiful, cute little universe, like galaxy collar. Oh, with nice. Custom, custom star tag with their name <laughs> on it and devastation class on it. <laughs> now that is mutt marketing 101, guys. We just heard it here. <laughs> yeah. uh, cute. Hey, before we go, how do people find uh, how they can get a copy of Devastation 
class, the new book, and how can people follow you both? So let's start with you, Elaine. How can people follow you? Where do we get our pause in this book? Well, following me on Instagram at Elaine Mungin and then on Twitter, E underscore Mungin. Okay. M-O-N-G-E-O-N. And then the book is available on most online retailers, Amazon, Google Books, um, IndieBound. And also if, you know, you can ask your local bookstore to order it if they don't have it already. Awesome. How about you, Glenn? People can find me on Instagram at, at Glenn Zipper, G-L-E-N-Z-I-P-P-E-R. And on Twitter, I'm just at Zipper, Z-I-P-P-E-R. <laughs> is that your real name? Come on, Zipper. It Believe it or not. Believe it really? or not. Really? Nice. Nice. Is Ralph Zipper. So my brother had no choice but to be cool or he never would have made it to high school. Hey guys, we've been speaking to two talented filmmakers and authors, Elaine Munjan and Glenn. Really, my last name is Zipper. And the new book is called Devastation Class. But in addition, all you Netflixers that have been binging, get your popcorn ready. Go check out the first season of Dogs on Netflix. And keep your paws crossed because it's going to come out again in 2021. And you're going to see the second season. So is there anything else either of you like to add? You you survived being on our show. What do you think? I loved it. I hope you'll have it back. I would say to selfishly to all dog lovers out there who listen to your show, I've developed such a great relationship with so many of you through dogs and you telling me your dog stories. Tell me more. I want to hear yeah. more dog stories. So if you find me, of course, we hope you get the book, but I want to hear more dog stories. So I'm standing by. All right. How about you, Elaine? Oh, I just loved being on your show, Arden. It was super fun. And uh, thanks to all the listeners for, uh, you know, listening to us gab. Hey, that's what a podcast is. I also want to do a big shout out to our executive producer, Mark Winter. He is the wizard of paws on Pet Life Radio, the most listened to pet radio network on the planet. I can't wait till we get that satellite going and get to the moon, Mark. What do you think? We'll get you on there. He's like shaking his head because he's very shy. And then if you want to hear more about Arden Moore, my last name is not Zipper. It really is Moore. And my first name really was Arden, named after my sister's babysitter. Thanks, Mom, Dad. Anyway, now I like it. But go to ArdenMoore.com. You'll find out some of the other things where I'm up to. Until next time, though, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.